All right, everybody. Welcome back to Truthsayer. Shane and I here again with you, and anyone who's still with us at this time, thank you for you know sticking with us and rolling through the very first bit of my ultimate wonderment and rebirth. I was just pretty much excited, just having been touched so deeply by the Holy Spirit myself and reanointed with Christ. And when they say reborn, I know my sons and I have been talking about that. Being reborn really feels like that. Like your whole DNA has changed. Your mindset's changed. It's not like you just kind of threw a white robe on and said, oh, now I'm holy. You know, I mean, it really means that you have to really audit your entire life and take heed of what you've been doing that you don't really, you know, in your heart isn't right and, and take action on the things that you know in your heart is. And so, that's what this show is really an embodiment for me. I like to learn and I like to be in conversation and communicate with other people who know more than me. And that's fortunately what I have here in my life with Shane in this program is I get to learn with you all. And it allows me to hopefully even ask some of the crazy, silly, stupid, and awesome questions that you might want to ask on your behalf and my behalf. And so as this show kind of delivers on, you guys will be able to start chiming in and saying, hey, we want to know more about this. And you know, for right now, you're just going to kind of go on a ride with us and we're going to start to take you into some more deeper stories and into some more study. So we're kind of past holy moly, there's a spiritual world and there are battles and there are evil demons and there are God and spirit and this hierarchy and kingdoms. And I think that's what I was re-blown away by. I had, you know, I had known it once before in my childhood and I had believed it for much of my youth. As I said in my own baptism notes, I strayed from any and all belief of that really, mostly because I didn't like Christians. And so you know, we'll talk about that in different ways on the show because I speak candidly that I thought that there was a lot of unrighteous Christians and Catholics and different religious entities out there in the world that embodied evil in my mind, not righteousness. And so it's not for me to judge who those people are or not anymore. I've surrendered and I have to be devoted and trust in devotion because I do now believe that, that we do live as souls in body in a spiritual world. And so with that being said, if you all believe that or don't believe that yet, that's kind of why we're here to keep talking about it and try to dig deeper into the Bible and using the Bible as a source of information for us. And Shane has had a lot of time with his Bible. He's made a lot of notes here. And we're now really going to start to structure these shows a little bit more as we go and beginnings and ends and things that we feel will actually kind of sink in with you guys. And you can really join us more in the future. So Shane, thank you again. Here we are. And uh, you want to tell us how we're going to get started today? Where are we going into? Okay, so here we are. We finally made it. This is game day. So we are going to study on the subject of power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and what this truly means and the authority by which God has given us the ability to use that name. And I think this is going to be just a powerful study. It's going to be deep in every way. And so without delay, let's get into it. I love it. I'm excited. Take us away, Shane. Let's okay, do it. so after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, what happened was God revealed himself in the form of flesh in the resurrected state before hundreds of people. You just got to imagine just the view that it would be to just see the resurrected Christ and your heart be completely devoted and astonished. And so what happened was after the resurrection, Christ gave a commandment to his people. It's called the Great Commission. And part of that Great Commission, he said, 
to go out and preach the gospel to every nation, teaching them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to obey all things and to be baptized in that name. So when he commanded, the next thing he said, he said, go into Jerusalem and wait until you're empowered by the Spirit from on high. And so these men and women of God with just complete devotion in their heart waited in Jerusalem. And for 10 days, they waited in this, what they called the upper room. And they were praying and fasting. They were breaking bread. They were having communion among themselves, but in complete devotion, complete devotion, no sin. They had their congregation, their group sanctified, set apart. So from my head, it's like monk monastery type of mentality, like just complete dedication and devotion to this one, one just thing. Complete. That's it. They eat and they pray, basically, and, and you'll tell us more. But. Absolutely. And so when Christ was speaking, he said that, that you will be able to testify of me to the uttermost parts of the earth. And what happened when they were gathered in this upper room is called the Day of Pentecost. And the Day of Pentecost is really such a powerful movement of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing and mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting at. So you imagine, they're in this room, 120 devoted men and women of God, and they are bombarded with this mighty wind just blowing through the entire room. And right after that, it said, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and they sat upon each one of them. So now you're in this room, the wind's blowing like crazy, and you have this huge tonguing flame of fire coming on top of your head. And this is on, I mean, you can just imagine not only the fear and awe, but just the immense astonishment because no one has ever seen this before. This is like Elijah when he was commanded to breathe onto the dead bones and God raised up an army in the Old Testament. Before that even took place, getting back to this, and they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men of God under every nation of heaven. You got to just imagine when this happened, you're talking about this happening in New York City, but the first century. Right. It's right? like Hollywood today. And we can't even come up with this cool stuff in Hollywood today. I mean, I haven't seen something this good in a movie scene in a while, right? But that's what you would think it as, something so crazy to your eyes. It's like a Hollywood movie at that time. Imagine it like this, right? Like right there in the room. You have millions and millions and millions of people in Jerusalem, right, that have came from all different parts of the world to honor the day of Pentecost under the Torah, the Jewish law that God had given the nation of Israel. And they had to obey these laws. And one of them was making a journey three times a year to the temple for a specific sacrament. Refresh me again here. So now we're in a room, the 120, you said? Yep, 120. 120 individuals are there in this room. 
right, after they've been preparing for this moment, how many other people are in this room? Just 120. Just 120 now in this room. Men and women of God that have seen the resurrected Lord Jesus and have completely and utterly devoted themselves. And did themselves. they know each other before, or did they all see the resurrected Jesus, and then Jesus spoke to them, and then they all just came together Well, they as were one? all disciples. They were all disciples. They were all following Christ. They were these, following these were Christ. followers. Yeah, okay. In the first century, they described them as that they are of the way, right? The way was the title for Christians in the first and second century. Oh, you're of the way. Or you're just part of the way, right? Like that's how they would like that characterize <laughs> Christians. I'd like to redo that a little bit more in today's society, right? The <laughs> yeah, way right? feels better to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then they, but okay. So whether they knew each other or not, but they were all the way, they were all followers. They so they came together because they saw the same, I guess what you're saying is like a hallucination, like a, a spiritual visual of Jesus or did he come? We don't know. No, when he resurrected, he was physical form, physical 100%. Form, physical flesh. 100%. But he had the power of a resurrected body. It oh, can so immediately, it can disappear and it can appear in rooms. That's what happened with the 12 in the upper room when they were gathered after the crucifixion and Jesus had already appeared to several other people, one of them being Mary. Right, and she came back saying, "No, I have seen him. I have seen the resurrected Christ." And then he he comes into the upper room and he appears to them without Thomas being there. Right, that's where we get the doubting Thomas. Right, and he appears to them in physical form, and they are completely astonished. And right after that, Thomas came back, and Thomas said, "Unless I put my fingers in the prints of his hand and..." thrust my fingers into his side where I saw that spear go through, I will not believe. And it wasn't long after that, that they were all gathered in that upper room, Thomas being there because he was still drawn. It's not like he was like, he was confused. He wow. didn't know he was unsure, yeah. but he's also scared. That's hilarious. 119, absolutely certain in Thomas, right? And yeah. now they make it to the room and then the room blows open. This actually happened before Christ's resurrect, like before the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. Okay. So this is actually happening 40 days prior called the Passover. Okay, so, well, let's don't go there, right? Because I want to okay. keep our audience on track yeah. here first, right? Because we've got, I hope I didn't mess the story up. No, not at all. So uh, getting back, so when Jesus appeared in the upper room with the 12 disciples, he told Thomas, he said, Thomas, look at my hands. Look at the prints in my hands. He says, put your fingers in them. Look at my side, thrust your fingers in my side. Now do you believe, right? And Thomas was just awestruck. And he was like, yes. And he said, this is what he said, my Lord and my God, powerful statements. And he fell down and worshiped him. And so right after this, right after that had took place, you know, you have the, him appearing to all these people. And through this stage of him appearing to all these people, the way became solidified in their hearts, 100%. Mm -hmm. 